I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Fleming for Craig Hignett. Hit it, Higgy. Higgy hits the track. Abinelli coming alive again. Janino wants the ball played to him. Abinelli spots out. Welcome back to the Borough Breakdown podcast with me, Johnny Bullock, Elliot Venice, and today we're joined by former Borough blogger, he appears on Red Army TV and the fans panel on the BBC Tees, and he's marketing director at Mabel, Mr Jimmy Lees. Jimmy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, mate. Cheers. So Jimmy, I'm going to start off with you. Yes, mate. Um, 2-0 against Wigan yes. last Saturday. What was your thoughts on that one? Great result, mate. Yeah. Absolutely needed. Um, we needed something like that. Um it's been a weird weird home record recently you know yeah. performances haven't been great we haven't been getting goals obviously uh, but no we needed a good convincing home win with another clean sheet 11 clean sheets in the league now mm. couldn't see John Hugo get off the mark do his confidence the world good so yeah it, happy with it yeah. are you the same happy with yeah, it no, yeah I was, uh, was well chuffed with it um, kind of what, on what Jimmy was saying just like the home record we hadn't won in the last four home games before that we score next and out really at home, yeah. so it was good to start kind of. I mean, I know it was kind of like you could say. Um, again, the first when I when I first seen the first goal and it was like from a penalty, I thought not another one. You know what I mean? It's either a penalty or a, a lucky sort of mistake from the other team. But um, no, the second goal was well taken as well from Hugel. So. Yeah. Um, no, I thought we played well. First thing that went through my head was as soon as we scored that penalty, I was going to be like, when was the last time we scored from open play with yeah. like a yeah. borough play? Yeah. Well, just there, there was a fan was behind it. me. He was uh, he doesn't like John Hugel at all. And he was saying as soon as the match started, he is shite. He'll never score for the borough <laughs> in the league. I went, and sorry, never score for the borough. I went, mate, he scored against Rochdale in the cup. He'll never score for borough in the league. Never, never. <laughs> scored that penalty, tapped me on the shoulder. He'll never score from open play. Him five minutes later, scores from open play. <laughs> ah well, so, uh, <laughs> I have I have more fans after me. They sl- slag everyone off, and it's like, well, I'll probably come let, come on to it in a second. But they're always like shouting pressure, pressure, fucking move, what you're doing, like yeah, and just don't understand like the game. But it's like they're all football fun. football coaches aren't they? All yeah. professional footballers sat in that stadium. I know. Yeah, it's typical boy fans out though, isn't it? It is, mate. Yeah, we're a football bunch. Typical. Fo- uh, I was going to say John Hugel, two goals. Is it him up and running now, or should we say? Let's buy the give him time a little bit more. Wait, jury's still out a little bit on him? Or? It, it, I think the jury's still out. His performances have been better recently. There's no doubt in that. I think the worst thing I could have with John Eagle now is this international break. Because mm. he had a half decent game of Stoke. Okay, his finishing yeah. was brutal. Um, played well on Saturday, a couple yeah. of goals. He needed a game on Tuesday and then Saturday again, yeah. getting momentum going. Instead, he's not playing for another two weeks. So God knows what's going to happen in that time. I don't. I don't think it's been good for him this international break. No. Well, he does. He offers something different as well. He holds yeah. the ball quite well. He great first everyone, touch. Yeah, brings the ball in, lays it out wide for well, the invisible yeah. wingers that the we have. Wingers, yeah. The invisible wingers that we have to get to get forward. But would you say he's as better than Rudy Gustad Elliot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, he, he really? is. I, no, I always, I always thought that. Anyway, um, I think Rudy. It was just kind of my prediction for that Stoke game, but uh, and, and sort of those aerial duels. But other than that, I mean, like you said, what, what's Rudy offering you? So it's. Uh... Uh, he, orders, he offers me comic relief. 
in what is generally a miserable Saturday afternoon because yeah he is what he is isn't he yeah that, like I said in the last podcast like he had that really good season at uh, Blackburn before yeah. with when he had John Rhodes him yeah. Rhodes got about 50 goals between him didn't there yeah, or something like superb, that yeah. and then he just went yeah. down, downhill from he, there he, Villa signed him didn't he for the Premier League at that point he went there flattered to see him there and then do you know we were obviously trying to stay in the Premier League what would we do go and f- sign a player in the champion, struggling championship side who can't get a game together as a goal yeah. it's, it's just it, it Rudy Gestead's story is just absolutely hilarious the lad's yeah. still making a living God bless him He's got something about him, obviously, Annie. Do you think he'll get better though? He's, he's, on, he's, on, he's on LinkedIn as well, though. So yeah, yeah, he has got a little side job going on from. from I've got him on LinkedIn, LinkedIn mate. Yeah, Don't you worry about so that. I've got LinKedIn. I think he's got a uh, little sort of backup plan for when he, <laughs> when, he gets when he gets word. found out. Yeah, when he gets found out <laughs> in football. Yeah, it's when his agents give up. He's <laughs> coming to join Mabel, isn't he, on a paid search deal. No, mate, no, 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 definitely not. No, <laughs> no, but I think he could. It's like he could potentially get better if you bring the right players in. Well, the right players being wingers because we essentially need them. But do you think that if obviously if he said stop, we're not going to play? But do you think Asan Belong is a bit unfortunate not to be in the squad at the moment since he is the top <laughs> top scorer for us at the moment? He's top scorer at the moment. I know you love him. Um, I think he offers something. I mean, he, he offers something. It's, I don't. It's, I, not, I, it's, it's not a style, is it? At all, no, no. Um, the thing with Son Belong as well, people don't see. He, he very rarely does well against the top teams in the championship. Hmm. He'll go and blast two against Burton and play a top six team and then struggle to hmm. get goals. Now, um, regardless of what team he's in, so you can't say it's because of he's getting to Burris wherever he's been. He's been like that, and he's not the man who's going to fire us with promotion. No, I really don't think so. No. Um, I think we paid over the odds for British Sombolonga. I do like the lad, I really do. I think if you played him in a 4 4 2 with John Hugel, you might get more out of him. I really do think so. Um, but I'm not a huge fan personally. No? No. You see him or. Uh, no, I, I like Brit. Um, but I think he's a little bit unfortunate. But uh, like we were saying about uh, Hugel last week on the podcast, me, you and Dana, we were saying. Um, you know, it'd be kind of uh, unlucky on Hugel if he got dropped after that game because he didn't play that badly yeah. away at Stoke. So, and um, no, I'm glad for him that he, he finally got on the score sheet. So, you know, in one sense, someone's got to miss out if you're only playing one up front. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it was big Tom's plan to get Hugel in. I really yeah. do. It was just a question of getting him sharp, getting him match mm. fit. And now he's there. He's, he's had two good performances, two goals in the, in the last game as well. I think Brits could have to do something to get back at the team. But you know what? The odds were against Brit last season. Because yeah, Bamford was running away, yeah. Bamford got an injury. Brick came in, started scoring goals. Bamford got fit again, couldn't get back in because Brick was playing well. We know Brick's got it in him. It's just I don't know. He looks very moody at yeah. times, and like he looks like he can't be asked. And he's got one of the worst first touches I've seen of a centre forward ever. <laughs> he really has. It's appalling. The ball bounces off him. It's yeah. like when you Cuba when he was running the move away from us before, and like we're playing Wigan away, and like you play a ball to Cuba, and it was going back to the goalkeeper. Yeah. He was. He just yeah, it was. It just wasn't good enough, and I think that's where Brit's game fails him, yeah. and where he'll never be that leading centre forward for a top team in this league. I mean, it, it's easier for him as well playing with like two wingers and, a, and a two forwards as well, yeah. because you can play on your side a little bit more. When yeah, yeah. Pulis' style is, you're back to goal, you're chasing out, and you're, you're running. Mm. He just, since he doesn't have that first touch, it's very difficult for him. Yeah, um, if you're playing that side on, you're running at a defender. Yeah. you can stick your foot out or stick your ass out, and it's going to go in, isn't it? Do you know? Do you know what I'd like to see Brit playing? Is the role that Martin Braithwaite is playing at the moment? Because when you look at Brit, so his first goal of the season, coming to left hand side, cut inside, swing it in top corner, mm. really good finish. He's got a hell of a right foot on him. He can curl that ball quite well, and he's got a lovely drop of the shoulder. When he when he's not got his back to goal, he's got the ball in front of him. He's he's facing the goal. He causes problems. Mm. Why not play him out wide? It, it's a good shout, that because I remember I went to Burn, uh, not Burnley, but Barnsley away last year. And uh, his goal in that game was very similar to that. Yeah. He was out wide and he, mm. he sort of cut in and, and scored. And yeah. it, it was like, now we're trying to play him as this centre forward, like you say, with his back to goal. And it obviously doesn't suit him. So. No, I but I, really I didn't really good. think about you know playing him out wide like that or yeah. playing that role. That I think it could suit him that. Mm. He, he, won't be, he hasn't got the creative flair that Martin Braithwaite has when he wants to. But why not try that? Why not try 4 3 3 with Britt on the left hand side? Like potentially a four-two-three-one. Yeah. You know, if you're playing like you're playing with technically four forwards and yeah, yeah, and you can kind of like stick him up there and you, yeah. won't, be, you won't get caught as much. Just only a little bit like we did with Triari a little yeah, bit last yeah, year. Yeah. yeah. Because something similar. Yeah. To that. Because he's, he's there's, there's part of his game. He's got pace over over fifteen twenty yards. He's, he's dangerous with pace. When he's facing the goal with the ball at his feet, he's very very dangerous. He's got a hell of a drop of the shoulder and he can finish. Hmm. 
why not try that? Go and try and hold the ball up. He's obviously not very good at it. Yeah. Well, it might do a job anyway until until January come, comes yeah. along anyway, and we get well, hopefully, pretty good three attacking players. Yeah, we, we need wingers. We need centre forwards. I'll come on to that in a second. But there's another player that well, I think there's another two players that played excellent on on Saturday. Dale Fry and Danny Bart. Um, I thought Dale Fry was excellent. He's just composure on the ball. It's, it was his class when he's moving the ball. He, he reads the game excellent. Mm. Um, would you say it's a bit too early to compare him to say like Ben Gibson at the moment I've in his been age? Doing it for the last twelve months, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I said with Ben Gibson, uh, with Dale Fry last year, he's better at this age than Ben Gibson was. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm not a huge Ben Gibson fan. Yeah. I'm being brutally honest. Yeah. Uh, I, I, don't th- I don't think he's, the only year he's been our best centre in the Premier League. Yeah. But I think Con James brought him on a lot that year yeah. as well, personally. But Dale Fry's absolute class. It's just a shame our best centre arse playing right back at the moment. <laughs> That's true. If unless you play three at the back, you could put him in yeah, that I'd three. Love to, I'd love to see three um, at the back. I think I think he just works a little bit better. And he's yeah. more intelligent. I said it with um, Ian Smith that it was I, I prefer Dale Fry, even though he looked at me bemused. But yeah, I felt it was like the same. Do you think it's the same as? Do you think? Yeah, no, I really like him. I like the way he sort of he brings the ball up for the back, and he, he's yeah. he's not scared for, for, for his age. You know what I mean? He's he's so composed on the ball um, when he brings it out and. Like you're saying, we need a right back in because you can't be playing him, him right back. Obviously, we've, we've got no choice really at the moment. You'd, you'd have him in there over McNair, but yeah. Um, and, and Sean hasn't done that bad to be honest at right back. But uh, if we get a right back in, then you know, um, I'd have him in, in bar at centre back at the moment because yeah. they're, they're both done well on the weekend. They're both mm-hmm. they're both in on that chance where they were nearly scored. I think was it. Bart had the shot first, and then Fry had another shot. Yeah. And I mean, that's not mainly the job, but the, you know, it shows that they're yeah. still um, dangerous in the box, just as Flint, at, Flint is. So, yeah. So, yeah. do you just think that say Bart and uh, Fry should probably stay in that three with with Flint, or do you think uh, Danny Ayala should come into the squad, or is it? It's, it's a tough one, isn't it? Um, yeah. Well, well, I, well in my opinion, I, I, I don't really like Danny Ayala, but will you go on? I don't really hate him, Flint either. You don't? No, he's he's, he's um. We brought him in, but he's supposed to be this big danger in the opposing box. He fouls more than anything, to be honest. His hands are all over the opposing central defender, so I've got to be whoever's defending him. So that doesn't really work. Um, he's got a mistake in him, mm. as is Danny Ayala. So Danny Ayala, the classic Danny Ayala, was called away this year. So Chris Martin, who isn't the greatest centre forward yeah. in the world, but he's got something about him. He's like, well, if I just hold the ball up here, I know this clumsy Spaniard behind me is going to come and run up, but not going <laughs> to stop. Now I just have one little touch and I'm down. Aidan Flint's got that Aidan Flint tries to play football too much at times and he's not a footballer and that's when he causes problems for himself and Dale Fry's a footballer and Danny Bart is just a defender mm. but a very clever one he, he, he's similar to Gareth, Gareth Southgate used to be he just fa- he'll know where the ball's going to drop mm. to get that vital blocking um, so yeah those two are our best centre if we're going to play for three uh, three at the back I'd much rather play George Friend in the, in the central position yeah. than them two yeah uh, probably controversial I don't think many people agree with me on that one but yeah I'd rather have George Friend there I wouldn't mind George Friend and centre back, but it just kind of leaves who plays left back because then we have like no, we have no full backs at all. Our thirty-four-year-old marauding wing back mate Stewie Downing yeah, is how we start the season, wasn't he? He was absolutely <laughs> mint in that position. It's true. It's true. Yeah. I, if I'm honest, I probably disagree with George Friend. I know most will. I know it's just my my opinion. Well, to be fair, he did play well on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Like he did, he did really well. And I thought, wow. I'm gonna have to like apologise now to like all yeah. the, the George Friend fan club, but yeah, it's, it's quite it's it's diminishing fan yeah. club well, won't it? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, oh, it's slowly but surely yeah. diminishing. But I just think he's oh he's had his he's day. On, he's on the he's on the back nine, yeah. Yeah, he, he, he's had his day certainly at left back. Mm. And if you're playing three at the back and he's on the left hand side of like the, the wing backs, Jesus yeah. Christ, no. No chance. He hasn't got the he hasn't got the legs be up and down marauding anymore. No. You can see that because the famous George Friend kind of drop of the shoulder cuts inside. Okay, it worked on Saturday. It very rarely worked for the last season and a half, has right. it? He's, he's, he hasn't got that pace he once had under the Karanka days and whatnot. Um, so yeah, if, if we were to move George Friend on, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset in that respect. But I yeah. certainly have a good set. He's been a good servant, hasn't he? But mm. he's not the player he once was. I think there's better players out there. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think if he was to go on that that save that three, you need like a quick quick wing back to kind of cover him a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Like, Downing's yeah he's great but his legs are starting to go as well like, yeah. so it's like it's a hard one to uh, mm. thing but you were George Friend leave in January or end of the season um, I, I wouldn't let him go uh, in January um, potentially end of the season uh, especially if we went up you know it's not quite how to be in the Premier League but even if not I think there'd be um, a bit clearer because I think so many people 
still kind of a way off where he wants you know his team to be. So and he, I don't think he'd be included in it. So. What's your thoughts on Tony Pulis, Jimmy? Love him. Love him. Yeah, um, he's he's a man we needed at the right time. Yeah. So um, I can I can rant about Middlesbrough fans for a long time in regard to this, but Borough fans are bored of his style. Bearing in mind it's a better style than what we had under Karanka. Yep. where don't play as many long balls as we used to we play less long balls under Tony Pulis than we did under Gary Monk and Gary Monk's was <laughs> his footballing coach yeah. bullshit we've never played good football apart from under Brian Robson where'd that yep. get us? well we get it twice thank you very much so what, what, what do we get hey, off it? two FA Cup an FA Cup final league I'm joking no, <laughs> but, uh, we, no, we, we had two anything. cup finals it was exciting but the fans looked fondly on 97 yeah. which was a season that ultimately ended on failure oh yeah whoop-de-doo nice one it was like having a Lamborghini up front mm-hmm. and then having a, a three-wheeler on the back. Sat on the riverside yeah. watching Ravinelli, Janino, Emerson, Craig Igna, all, the, all these good footballers. Phil Whelan at the back. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, but, oh, yeah, it was really good to watch. Well, it wasn't, was it? Because we no. were getting beat quite often. So, yeah, we've, ne- we've never had this fantastic football coach. The only success mm-hmm. we've had in, in recent years, Steve McLaren, who's defence first, mm-hmm. and the best defence we've ever had. Grant got us promoted defensively. Tony Peel still do the same. Yeah. Substance over style every time. Oh, agree? Yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 I'm in agreement. Yeah. Right? Um, I was saying here yeah. before about the kind of uh, we discussed it a lot on, on here about the you know the, the sort of results versus style and that and um, yeah you know everyone would like to see you know unbelievable football all the time but it's it's a championship we need to we need to wake up don't we realise it's not always going to be great but. You know, if you want your if you want your football team to do well, you know you want the results, and even then, you know you're enjoying the game if you're winning still. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, as long as I'm seeing us scoring goals, not conceding as many as we score, I'm, I'm sound. I really am. I'm happy. I love seeing clean sheets, mate. Absolutely mm. buzz off it. I hate seeing us concede goals. Mm. Feels weird. Yeah, it feels weird. And you know, we we're Middlesbrough. Mm. No, we're a small town club. We don't deserve to have great football week and week. It's like the Geordies still like, oh, oh but when we are Keegan, you know, we're, we're playing on. So fuck. 52,000. Yeah, yeah. Week. Nice one. <laughs> nice one. Where are you now? What's it, what's it done for you? How many, how many shows has that one yet? One you out? And it's, it, I don't know, it's, it's this fickle football fan just feel the desert to see through great football week and week out. You get the argument saying Bournemouth, yeah. Bournemouth for a complete freak. Yeah. It's a freaking age what's happened at football club. Um, we haven't got Eddie Howe, unfortunately. And if you're going to get Eddie Howe, you're going to have to pay an awful lot of money to get him. He's going to go to a bigger club than Middlesbrough. So just get over it, Borough fans. It's, it's, you know, if we get promoted, he won't be whinging. Yeah. Saying that, they still will. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh definitely. Definitely. It's, uh, he gets a lot of a lot of stick, Tony Pulis. Yeah. Especially that because he doesn't, hasn't even bought most of his players in yet. I think he's only bought like three or four players. Yeah. Max. Yeah. Um, he hasn't even been here 12 months. Second in the league, best defence. Mm. Yes, we're not scoring as many goals, but it's pretty hard when you've not got any wingers. It was, yeah. Oh. It's just what we were saying before, though. It's yeah. just a stigma, isn't it? Like you, like you've just mentioned there about uh, Gary Monk and Ita Karanka. Um, it's just because they don't already have that stigma. He's been around for years, having that style, so it's, it's just sort of ingrained in people's minds. That, Biggest myth yeah. in football is purest ball. Biggest myth in football, mm. absolutely is. Mm. We play nice football when you need to be effective first. It was the same with um, Sam Allardyce as well. He's, just, he's on BT Sport, I think. Uh, Crystal Palace were at home, and he said like that stigma has just stuck with me ever since. I think I played like when I was at event manager. We played some great football mm. at times, and people were still complaining. Yeah. It's just because I think it's my name now. It's mm. not like anything to do with the football. I play. Yeah. It's just the name that uh, I have. But uh, moving on to Martin Braithwaite, um. I think he should probably go in January. I think we, he has to go in January. But he put an Instagram post up um, earlier on this week saying that he's very dedicated to the cause, of course, of course, pro- course professional, um, saying that he'll graft to the end. Bit of a red mist in the red mist there. Yeah, yeah, do you know what? I, I feel sorry for him. I really do, in a way. He, he wants to go. Of course he wants to go. It, he was brought on middles under different pretenses of what's happened now. So if he wants to go, fair play to him. But he, what he will do, he will try while he's here. But mm. he's been playing wide left. He's not a winger. Mm. More of a cam. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. When when's he been most effective this season? Behind Brit. Yeah, behind, behind Brit. Behind any any former mm. centre forward. He, that's when he's been most effective. And. Borough fans are expecting him just to be perfect every game. 
because of what's happened. So if he has a bad game, Borough fans are suddenly on his back saying, who's crap, who's crap? And I said something the other week, that we went back for the Stoke game, should we forget about Braithwaite now? But then a few people said, no, he's playing wide left, he's not where he's best at. And they're absolutely right. So in hindsight, I was wrong in what I said at that time. I, I do feel sorry, 100% we need to move him on. He's a big wage we won't get the £9 million for him now, will we? But if we can get, let's say, £5 million replacing with an, an actual winger, it's good business for him, good business for the football club. Yeah. No, you the same with, you the same with it, or maybe maybe just keep him to the end of the season, let him go in the summer, or is it more of like a get-rid-now job? Yeah, I think he... What, what was it? He put the transfer request in the day before the window closed on it, so it, it's quite clear that he, he wanted to go. Um, I think he... You know, in regards to the post, I, I still think he's committed. I think he's professional. Um, yeah. a, a lot of uh, most players are. You know, there's a rarity when when some players <coughs> are professional. Ramirez. But Gaston Ramirez, yeah, <coughs> Gaston Ramirez. But um, no, I think I think he he's, he's still. He, I mean, he played well on the weekend. So I, th- I, yeah, I, did, I, I think the thing is, it's, it's just kind of um, it'd be different now because it's it's like so, with social media um, years ago compared to now like it's you can put that post and people are just going always perceive it as yeah it's all talk do mm-hmm. something on the pitch but it's not through lack of trying it's it's kind of I don't know it, for me I, I'd, I'd want him to go like you were saying just for the, you know better business for the football club get a proper winger in he doesn't want to be here um, but I have this kind of discrepancy in my head because I, I, I would like to play Tav mm. um, but then if he's playing alright then it's like well he, he can be a better player than obviously Tav on his day so it's, yeah. it's one of them but I do want to like we always talk about on here get the young lads in mm. um, Wigan Tav and Chapman when he's not injured it's a little bit like I, know, I don't <coughs> want to really compare us to Sunderland at all but Sunderland this year they're bringing all the young lads through yeah. and yes it's only League One but they're doing really well with it yeah. and maybe it's like time we, we kind of go back to the roots a little bit more and bring maybe that one or two youngster and I know I mentioned Harry Chapman a couple of times so I think it's great but absolute talent mm. absolute talent Harry Chapman um, yeah I'd like to see him give more of a chance there's obviously reasons why he hasn't and Tab and Wing have yeah. I don't know what they are though mm. I reckon maybe down to fitness I don't know but potentially yeah, yeah. he's injured quite a lot isn't he, for a young lad yeah. it's made up of glass yeah. it's the, the best thing he could do now is probably go out and run now yeah. just get his fitness back up and then come back next year but then if we're up yeah, it's going to be difficult for him but it's just like yeah. how long can you give a young player until you have to let go a little bit and how long does he go through that cycle of having to go back out loan again all the yeah. time it's like no, there's, there's, a, there's a time you have to go right you need to go find another club lad and it happens quite a lot you'll find someone will go find another club and eventually find himself back up John Hugel he was playing Northern League football not too long ago mm-hmm. went to Port Vale went to Preston um, went to West Ham and Borough you know he's, he's, you need someone like Danny Graham was a prime example he was like <laughs> six, seven choice striker at the time he was our main striker not too long ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he, he went down to Carlisle and made himself back up the leagues. Maybe just have to do with the young players now, because if you hold on to them too long, just on the off chance, it's not fair on them. Mm. They need to go and play football. City doing it with Fordham at the moment. Yeah. So they just need to go and let him go out and play football somewhere. If he does become class, go buy him back. Mm. No, I agree. I think. By the way, I was going to mention City anyway, but like City would uh, were amazing against Man United. Um, and the reason why I want to mention City is that I put a tweet out like earlier on, like this week. Was where like City do a forty-four passes, mm. um, and then they scored that lovely goal by Gundogan. But said Borough fans would probably boo that, which they yeah, yeah, probably yeah, spot on. Yeah, yeah, they would. Yeah, too many passes. They would have been passed backwards, and I wouldn't like that. Pass back keeper. Yeah, yeah. I was like, boo, get it out. Yeah, pure this out. Forward. Yeah. Pressure, yeah. pressure. Um, moving on, though, Brentford away. Um, Tom Frank, new manager over there. Um, taking over Dean Smith, who went to Aston Villa. How do you think we should probably approach it? Do you keep things the same, 2 0 win, or would you say maybe tinker a little bit more, bring wing in, or leave Tavin off? Or I'd, I'd stay the same myself personally. Braveway's going for the back of a good game, so you can't judge him over unless Unless Braveway comes back tight from international duty, that's where you've got to think of on that one. So it yeah. could be an ideal opportunity for Tav. Pulis mentioned, you see, after the Palace game, he likes Tav in the central position, yeah. which I can never ever picture a lad doing that myself, but Pulis sees something about him. But yeah, I'd. If Braveway comes back tight, then it's a different question. Yeah. No, you. Yeah, no, uh, I agree there. Um, I'd like to have to get a chance, um, but like I, was, I was, like I was just saying earlier, and like Jimmy said there, it's um, he played well in the Wigan game. So, um, but other than that, I wouldn't really change the rest of the team. It's a winning team. So, do you think we should be quite nervous going to Brentford? Um, I know we have that <coughs> tremendous record 
um, it's that Dean Court, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, that Dean Court. Dean Court. What's it no, called? Griffin Park. Griffin Park. Dean Court. Um, Bournemouth. That's one. They have an awful Griffin. record there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> less said about uh, less said about them, the better. Yeah. But in terms of uh, the uh, Brentford team at the yeah. moment, loss of Dean Smith. Do you think that's be a bit of a big impact on them this season, or do you think the Tom Frank would probably put things together? I think uh, since he's le- since he left, the, the form's been shocking. Um, they've even lost to the likes of, they lost to Preston, they lost to QPR last week, and it was a bit of a derby, so it was all over the place. Um, but no, the, the, the form's been shocking, and they've, they've been like home games as well. Some of these as well. Um, so I don't think we should go there and fear it. They've got good players, um, like Neil Mopai, Ollie Watkins. Um, they kind of remind me just as you run about Bournemouth. They kind of remind me of Bournemouth the way they play as well. Um, really attacking so it, it could be a difficult game for us but knowing our defensive stability it might, might not be um, and I was asking one of our other colleagues Matthew Sobel today um, how um, how they played against Norwich because they played Norwich just a couple of weeks back and he said they didn't offer a lot going forward um, whether that'll change over the national break because obviously he's got two weeks to work with them now and sort of bed new things in I don't know whether they're going anywhere um, over the two weeks off you know he could get them playing again but yeah, there's a few there's a few rumours that, that Mopai and Watkins are meant to be off come January anyway, so it might be throwing the toys out the pram a little bit, mm. not tra- going about ninety five percent, not like the the hundred and ten percent that fans ask for. Um, so there could be a wide variety of things. There could be people heading up to Aston Villa. Who knows? If, if, I love Ollie if, Watkins, mate. Yeah, great footballer. I also like Rico Henry. That plays <coughs> well. I think he got injured the last time we played them, and I always mention him as like a young player just to watch that he's. Rapid, technically gifted, be perfect for that wing back position. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. But go on, what are you going to say about Ollie Watkins? Just no, I just think he's a fantastic footballer, mate. I really is. I went, he was linked with him in the summer, and I was very disappointed when it wasn't actually a proper link. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, there's also the type of wingers I'd like to see at Borough, like the young, hungry, uh, lesser team, something about them. And he scores goals and creates chances, which is mm. what we're missing. We've only got Stewie down and doing that, haven't we? Mm. It's even ideal. Who would he have brought in in, in, in the summer? Who would I have brought in? Yeah, if you had the chance. Uh, I'd have went to Sacco, who was free agent to be honest. He yeah. ended up going to West Brom. I, mean, I don't know how fit he was and stuff like that, but he was out of the club. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we didn't, as far as I know, we didn't put any form of offering surprised me massively. Um, yeah, it, it, obviously we went in for quite a few wingers, like Sabalassi and things like that, and they didn't come off. I don't think we sort of want to try. And, and I've got my huge frustration with Middlesbrough Football Club in regards to our recruitment at the moment. So, a big debate on Twitter when Bessiston signed permanently mm-hmm. was the fact that we didn't pay this agent's fee, yeah? Yeah. And because we only want to pay what the going rate is, what if we are paying under what the actual going rate is? What if we are a stone age club regards how this works, and the going rate is actually higher now, and we're just not keeping up with that? Isn't that worrying as a football fan? Because the can't we all these deals potentially on the table, we don't get any of them over the line. There's got to be something apparent wrong, that, apparently wrong. That got to be, haven't it? Yeah. Well, what would you what would you change? Well, in regards to recruitment, yeah. Uh, we need wingers. We yeah. need wingers. We need another centre forward. I'd be looking to offload Martin Braithwaite and Britta Sombolonga. Gisted, uh, no one will buy him, will they? Apart from Venner. Like, uh, <laughs> he'd have him Cap- playing in the back garden, doing keep up. Yeah, yeah. Keep up in the back garden. Venner gets home from Graft. He's watching <laughs> Gisted for another one. Um, no, I'd, I'd try and sell Brit if you can, because I'm, I'm sure with a club like West Brom or something like that might want to want to buy him, you know. Uh, get the risk, though. So I'm sorry, but bit of a risk to sell him to West, like the likes of West Brom, someone who's competing against us. It's risk for rewards, though, isn't it? If you can get ten million pounds and go and find a centre forward, which would suit our game better, who's more like our style. Now, it's not a centre forward that's coming to my mind straight away who fits that bill. Um, I mean, Aston Villa got Jonathan Codger, who I think if he played him centrally for us, I think would be absolutely fantastic. Someone like that would really fit our style a lot. Um, but yeah. Well, I think we'd let the perfect one go in regards to Patrick Bamford to be fair like but uh, yeah but we need wingers we need centre forward I think our central midfield's fine I think yeah. the midfield three are pretty brilliant at the moment George Savile's looked better when he's been coming on mm-hmm. uh, centre arse were very very strong we could probably do with another full back as well yeah. hopefully Shot will be back soon but yeah I think we need, I don't know why we weren't even linked with any form of a left back in the summer mm. especially Crazy. little Fabio go as well yeah Exactly, which when you play wing backs, Jesus Christ, it's got me many better in the league than Fabio, is it? I really like. I used to really like Fabio. Yeah, I used to really like him. Used to like compliment him every time I see him play. He's kept George on the team as well. I think he's the only player to really keep George out. I know George was injured, but yeah, well, well, George got injured. He went in the team, and George couldn't get back in. I mean, to try and shoehorn George in, to put Fabio right back, didn't they? Put George left back, but um, yeah, it was beginning the monks' reign, wasn't it? Like Fabio wasn't even given the chance, and suddenly got back, got in the team, kept George out. 
Yeah, you, you, I think he's a missing for really do. I do. He's playing in France now with his brother, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Rest in peace, Fabio. <laughs> 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 nah, but I think you're absolutely spot on um, in terms of like who, you sh- who we should bring in and who we should probably potentially change. I wouldn't look down like the Adorma route, um, the 32, 33-year-old winger, um, just because you're going to get rid of him. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, it's like reward for now, but if you want a two or three-year contract, there's absolutely no point. No, there's no, there's no, if, if, it's how old he is now, 32, 33. I think 32, right? Yeah, well, if you're going off him three-year contract, I'm sorry for the winger, there's not much left in him now. As good as he was for us, and that, I thought it was a terrible bit of business letting him go personally, but um, yeah, it's... He's probably not the right man at this time. I was good mm. when we didn't sign him in, in the summer because we were like, we were apparently yeah. Villa were going to tear his contract up so he couldn't watch for a free signing. Yeah, we were going to offer him a three-year deal. Yeah, maybe. I think he's I think he's just turned thirty-two. Oh, he's Has thirty-one. He? He's he's just thirties. But again, I probably wouldn't have I wouldn't have signed him just mm. out of age reasons yeah. really. But if we went up, if we were to go up this year, like who would you get rid of else? Um, would you rip up, rip up the team and start again, or would you kind of keep that spine together and hope for the best? Um, yeah, I think if I think if we went up, um, I certainly wouldn't like it to go the way it went last time. As much as um, it was good to sign Victor Valdez and the grade up, it was it was really disjointed last time. Um, it was sort of you know there was even reports coming out of you know that Spanish contingent and the English contingent mm. there was sort of clicks going on there um, I don't think it'd go like that with Tony Pulis I think he'd keep um, the spine potentially the best players would be kind of big changes I think nine ten players I think it would be because um, a lot of the teams do except Cardiff for some reason what they're doing with their team but um, no I think uh, I think our team if we went up You'd keep sort of you'd keep Fry obviously you'd, uh, I think Bart's only alone isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, you'd probably keep the centre half. You keep the centre mids. Depends obviously who you're getting in January. Um, Hugo, you know, you might sign permanently. Um, then um, Savile would already be permanently. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just look to kind of fill in the gaps of where else is needed really. And then now that you're in, you know, then if you were in the Premier League, you could get a higher quality of player. Um, you know, you could even potentially look abroad like we have um, and pick up. I know some people didn't like him, but Darun. Uh, not that we need a centre mid, but someone of Darun's sort of. Shite. Um, I wouldn't yeah. have, have been with Darun. Like. No, I wouldn't watch me if he was doing Kipp up in our back garden. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of team do you put together? Gestead now with Darun? Yeah. Nah. Um, nah, we need some. I, I really liked Negredo when he was here. I really did like him. It was just. God, God, again, it's just. A, Current theme didn't get any service at all. And he was chasing his own flick on twenty. Yeah, mental. I know. And how do you expect to stay up in that division? But it was like when we I remember like watching like Victor Valdez and goal for us, and I was thinking, how the fuck have we got Victor Valdez and goal for Middlesbrough Football Club? Yeah, and I actually thought he played alright, me, and then just it sort of went all downhill from there, didn't it? From like, it was after Crank when yeah. he was after Crank when he, he started off a bit shaky, and people called for Dimmy to come in, obviously because that's what Borough fans do. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he was class. He was absolutely, he, he was superb. Some of the saves you pull off. I remember the Chelsea game at yeah. home. He was absolutely unbelievable. They should have peppered us four 0 but he kept us in the game. He was absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, but obviously, no, it ended on the, in a different way. Um, I think the fans saying we're going down um, at home to Burnley was probably one of the reasons he thought, "Fuck this! I'm not <laughs> used to this crap. Like, I'm off." I remember that that season where I think I remember Brand Gozan was in goal in there. <laughs> Brad Gerson was in goal and Brad Gerson gives the penalty away and all Borough fans are just shouting off 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 Brad <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's smashing it in the MLS now but it's not hard well, of course he is yeah. I think I've been offered a contract there <laughs> I think we all have haven't we yeah. no but um, let's go on to you Jimmy um, few personal questions just to get you before we go to your Borough 11 what was your first game what was your favourite game and if you could change one thing about being a Borough fan, mm-hmm. what would you change? Right. Um, my first game was Middlesbrough versus Nottingham Forest in 1994. Um, so, myself, uh, I'm first generation Side of my family, my mum's from Manchester, my dad's a Mackham fan. So, being a Middlesbrough fan wasn't really a thing I kind of get in bred into like a lot of people yep. these days. So, family's from Teesside, or my dad's a Borough fan, I'm a Borough fan. So, we had a sc- so what happened was Borough had like done like some outreach program with my primary school, Wilton Primary in Lazenby, uh, back in so it was like early 1994. 
So the Lady Lawrence era, and we all got a trip on a Saturday afternoon to go to a football match, which was the Borough one, Borough v Forest. Forest were a very good team. So unless you went, the, there wasn't. It was your first division in the Premier League. There wasn't much of a difference between the two leagues. To be fair, so that Forest team had the likes of Stan Collymore in there, yes. uh, Stuart Pearce, Steve Stone. Uh, Mark Crossley in goal, a hell of a Forest team. Proper Brexit team, that, isn't it? Yeah, proper hard, hard Brexit team. Hard, like, yeah. Brexit yeah. team. Yeah, uh, and I, 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 we had a quite hard Brexit team ourselves. To be fair, like no likes of uh, Paul Wilkinson, <laughs> uh, Stevie Vickers, Derek White, Chris Morris, uh, Richard Lybird was playing that day. Shite, to be honest, a terrible <laughs> team. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that, that was your first game, and we drew two each. Jamie Pollock scored both goals. Yep. And uh, I remember Richard Lybird um, broke his arm that day for the Borough. I remember we we, we were waiting and, uh, at the Airsome Gates at the end of it, and the players were coming out. We're getting those like loads of old copies of the Gazette, like that. I've been, been sold for the day, getting all them signed by the players and stuff like that. So I was a Borough fan from that point, because primary school it was like. I don't know, he didn't really support a team. It was, if it was a team I preferred, it was probably United at the yeah. time. Because they won the Premier League. When my dad was a Sunderland fan, and like they were shite, so I wouldn't be a Sunderland fan. <laughs> so I had a couple of United kits and that. It was everything yeah. that point, though. I was like, I've still got my programme for this day. And I just remember going home, reading from my programme all again, singing the Borough songs back in my head. And I was like, so that day I was hooked. But I didn't get to go to many games as a kid, because parents not being Borough fans, mm. they'd have much money growing up where I was and stuff like that. So I used to do the odd game. I, I, I won other game at Ayrson Park. Tramia got beat 1-0, John Aldridge scored in our 94-95 promotion season. Um, my favourite ever game, it's an absolute, absolute cliche, but it's a sour Bucharest one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that game is, we didn't have our season ticket seats that game, because uh, it was me, uh, my mate Nicky used to go with another couple of lads, um, but they didn't have season tickets, so we used to all want to sit together, so we are in the northeast corner that day. Yeah. And anyway, they went 2-0 up early doors Brad Jones in, in, instead of Mark Swart who broke his yeah. nose or something hadn't he uh-huh. um, and I thought I had me I went to the Alkmaar game away and I had my Alkmaar top long so I thought nice bit of memories this might be last time you wear for cup this because I'm not going to qualify for next year because yeah. you had a great league campaign I thought right that's it now so I'm wearing my Alkmaar game nice bit of new way for cup might be our last ever European game it was our penultimate as it turned out anyway he scored the two goals and I went fuck this I'm off to the Navi, Navi. We were getting our bus from the Navi after the match. <laughs> so, walk down, go out the ground. I'm halfway down the east stand, and I just, I'm walking down, I'm just thinking of the Basel game like a, a few weeks previous, and I'm thinking, ah, you never know, do you? Stranger mm. things have happened. So, anyway, I turn around, I go back to the uh, the fire exit, he's letting, like, the steward's letting fans out, so I could come back in, mate. Like, All right, there's my ticket. Yeah, yeah, no worries, mate. So, I get myself a lemonade and a pie because you couldn't get booze at your way for cup matches. <laughs> and I watch I the rest of the yeah. first half. So I'm, I'm talking, I left here after like 25 minutes, half an hour. What's the rest of the first half downstairs? Saw the macaroni goal going. I thought, right, I'll go up back and see the lads. And obviously, the rest is history. Yeah. Yeah. You said it's not better. Well, it's a bit cliche, but like winning that game, it felt like winning a trophy a little bit. It's, it's, it's. Doesn't it? Yeah, it was unbelievable. And like, um, I just remember the next day, so. Middlesbrough, in regards to what we ever did as a football club, never got any kind of national media coverage ever. But I've. Watch the games afterwards, and the, even the ITV commentators are absolutely buzzing over it. And years after years after years, even any way for cup game that was on ITV, there was always a Massimo Macaroni reference on it. And I remember listening to Radio One the next day. Chris Moyles was playing Ali Brownlee. He's playing the BBC T's coverage on it and stuff like that on the Radio One Breakfast Show. And like I'd always seen the country were, were buzzing for Borough. Yeah. And you no, know, the final was on the day of my twenty-first birthday. So I just thought, oh, it's meant to be this. Obviously, four <laughs> 0 yeah. I've had better twenty first birthdays. Well I've already had one actually, but I've had better birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've had better birthdays. Yeah, it's um which I don't you could say that could be the one thing that maybe changes the Borough fan was to win that game. Yeah. Uh it's not. It's surviving ninety seven for me. Yeah. Because I remember looking after we got relegated in ninety seven, the players that were due to come from Middlesbrough at that point, Roberto Carlos was struggling to do it in yeah. Milan under Roy Hodgson, he was going to be coming. Romario was due to be coming. Paul Ince was due to be coming. He just had a crap season in Milan or something like that. He, he ended up signing for Liverpool. Paul Ince was due to be signing. Des Walker, defender, mm-hmm. brilliant defender, one of the best defenders yeah. in the 90s. He was due to be signing at Middlesbrough. So I thought, nice one. That, that, imagine what could have been if we stayed right. up and we had that team. Bollocks to the cup wins. If we had that team, we'd have really kicked on that season. But we didn't. Okay, we came straight back up. I was at the anniversary dinner on Friday night and it was a good night and what have you. But and that 98 season was a great memory as a Borough fan but 
yeah, if we'd have stayed up that season, I think it's what could have been. And like for you lads, obviously you're a good ten years or so younger than me. How you'd have grown up seeing Middlesbrough be mm. completely different as you've done. Mm. So we probably wouldn't have been in the championship for like eight of the last ten years and, and what have you. Like it would have been much much better. Mm. My first game was Oxford four one. That was it. Watching game, yeah, that was yeah. my first ever game. Obviously, you don't remember you don't remember much of it, but like you, it's just absolute scenes. And then I've seen like, we, like, like right, we've seen like. Well, I've seen us go up. Yeah. Seen us go down. Seen us win a trophy. Seen us go up again. Seen us go down again. It's just lo- seen us lose at Wembley. I think yeah. I think we're pretty covered now. Yeah, yeah, you've done it all now. Lads. I think. Yeah. I think what else can be done? Stop. I I might just stop going now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it. But do you think Borough will win a, a trophy like that again? Maybe not this year. Could be potentially semi-finalists in the in the League Cup. Potentially, potentially touching wood. Um, but do you think there's the a chance to, to win a trophy say in the next 15 10, 15 do you know what I think it's difficult now is you can get to a final in the League Cup quite easily now mm. but it's like as soon as you get the semi-final or final Man City let's say you got Man City the yeah. A team's out mm. half a chance against the B team Yeah. against the A team they're going to rip you apart so wow. it's, it's much more difficult to win a cup now I really do think so I, I think we will see in our lifetime we'll see another trophy again I really do think so yeah I do, I do but it's just the opt- it's the optimism that kills you. It's optimism that absolutely hope kills you, mate. Yeah. Hope absolutely yeah. kills you. Well, it's it's I seen a stat um the other day before the other day was like all the bottom eight teams now in the Premier League, their record against the top four is absolutely horrendous now. Yeah. I think the top four have a ninety percent win record against mm. the bottom eight. It became a lot closer a couple of years ago, didn't it? And yeah. it was a bit disjointed the the top four or six as it is now is a bit all over the place but they're back to being the best now and they're just all the other teams are like whipping boys pretty much are they? So yeah. do you know what I think the Premier League KD was when the top four were the top four yeah, yeah. The, original, break the original top four yeah, yeah. and yeah. we smashed Europe then mm. I remember seeing three English teams in the, in the final four of the Champions yeah. League it's like yeah we are absolutely smashing football now like to Craig Bellamy ripping Barcelona mm. apart imagine <laughs> saying that now Craig Bellamy ripped apart Barcelona fuck off but no it happens Benjamin Pennant was my match in the Champions League final yeah. against, in that, against AC Milan Benjamin Pennant he was on yeah. Jeremy Carlyle the week wasn't he I know mate yeah Part. first one Jeremy Carl with all his teeth isn't he? I don't know. he's selling his book though isn't he that's, I, oh, think, I, that's, I think that's why it was um, he was on goals on Sunday the other day <laughs> saying that uh He's, well, he's, bring, he's brought a new book out essentially so fair play that'll be a read won't it oh, I know yeah well. well final question tough question mm. everyone always asks it all time Borough 11 <coughs> with this in mind you get three substitutions and a manager as well and pick your captain right sound okay so what I've done this is I know I've that slated Benner when he picked Pogates and what have you because he was brutal but it's, <laughs> it, it, I, I pick, I've picked some of these footballers on like a, an emotional attachment to me as well. Oh, okay. um, but a lot of it is is generally because they were the best in the position. So I'll, I'm going to base man from from 1994 when I went to my first Borough match. So I can't say I can't pick like Stuart Ripley, who was absolutely superb. Watch the highlights back and stuff like that, and all the old season videos I've got and all of you. Like to Graham Sooners, I can't shot in there. Yeah. I've got to put players at our team play for Middlesbrough. Yeah, okay. uh, so in goal, Mark Swartzer. Absolute no-brainer for me. Yeah. As Victor Valdez in the half season he had for us and stuff like he was good, yeah. But uh, the only one that's it, for me who's come close to Skippy in in the time at Borough is Darren Randolph. Mm-hmm. If we get promoted and have a good few years in the Premier League, Darren Randolph is number one. He could potentially push Mark Schwarzer. But my only thing I'm disappointed with Mark Schwarzer is he never got a testimonial. Done yeah, ten years uh-huh. at the club, and then we let him go for free. And oh, never never replaced him as well. No, no. Replaced really. him with Ross Turnbull and Brad Jones. Yeah, sound that in it. <laughs> that's, that's when he said, "You know what? Yeah, we've had enough of the Premier League now, lads. Let's fuck off down there." Yeah, and that's what we've done. It's one of the worst bits of business we've done as a football club. That and not even give the lad a testimonial. Funny. If we give him a testimonial, you know, he might even like be speaking more about Mills. You might see him come to the Riverside and do you no know, on the corporates and do all the mm. guest appearance stuff like that. But I reckon he's pissed off the football club. I thought he just got let go. Yeah. What a stupid decision that was. was By far the best keeper I've seen of the Borough. He was at the playoff final. Um, I've seen him. He was, sat, he was actually sat near me. He was behind the, the goal where yeah. Cameron, know, Cameron Jerome slotted Was he? It. Yeah, he was at, with his son. His son's a Borough fan, apparently. Oh, so. nice. Well, that's good. But, that's good. But uh, I probably agree with you. Yeah. Definitely deserved a, a testimonial. But moving on, right back. Or left right, back or I'll go goal. right back. Another player that uh, I think we should have signed, who, who I think got tripped badly by the football club. Um, I basically my back four is the uh, 2004 League Cup final back four right, so Danny Mills yeah. Um, yeah. between him and Luke Young 
as the best right backs I've seen at Middlesbrough in my time, which is probably shows how bad our right backs been because they, they only played a season each. How daft that! And how Danny Mills didn't get signed permanently, I will never understand because he was absolutely class. Mm. Okay, it's maybe because you had Michael Reisiger lined up, who was shit. Yeah, let's be honest. No, Tony McMahon was better than him, and Tony McMahon, <laughs> his career is basically a free kick at Millwall. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's, uh, it's a shame we didn't sign him permanently. Full, over full back have gone for Frank Rodrew. Yeah, um, this is again. So Mills purely for the cup win rather than Luke Young. Uh, Frank Rodrew as a servant of this football club I thought absolutely fantastic when we signed Pogateds I, I could see his heart break yeah. um, because why you sign this Austrian donkey to play instead of me I don't know and Pogateds was crap but Frank Rodrew did have a red card then of course he did mm. but you know what he wore his heart on the sleeve he, he, I've mm. never seen anyone as small as him have a leap on him as well yeah. he won loads of headers scored some vital goals for us as well scored on his debut at Hope of Sunderland you know mm-hmm. hell, hell of a debut for the lads um, and centre arse Hugo Aguilar and Gareth Southgate yeah. I don't think in my lifetime I'll see a better defensive pair in the middle of the football club than them two they were absolutely unbelievable it just worked perfectly mm. so Southgate will he played like the sweeper behind him yeah. so the ball will come up right Ugo you go for him and I'll mop up and Gareth Southgate are reading second balls he is abs- he was superb absolutely brilliant best captain at this football club and he will be the captain best captain as well, yeah. well, well. Uh, absolutely brilliant Gareth Southgate Ugo Egeog as well he had a good four, good, good four seasons with us Chris Riggett came and took his place eventually when he got better fair play Riggett was really good under Southgate mm-hmm. only when Southgate was telling him what to do because as soon as Southgate became yeah. manager he got rid of him because yeah. he wasn't clever enough um, but you can see centre like David Wheater had a great season playing yeah. alongside Jonathan Woodgate. As soon as he marshaled the defence, it was hilarious. Um, but yeah, Southgate and York, no brain for me, centre half pairing. Uh, I'm going 4 2 3 1, same as Venowent. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, my midfield two. It's Gustav up top. Just so. A no, mate, no, he's on the bench. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, my midfield two, Sorry, I've no, gone for. I've gone for famous number six in 96 97 season, Emerson. Oh, okay. Uh, if he was a midfielder now, he would be one of the best in the world. Mm. Easily, he had absolutely everything. Um, he'd like I can't is now. Yeah, he could run all day when he could be asked. Could play football in the challenge. You, you couldn't outmuscle him at all. He was absolutely brilliant. He could hit a ball, as we all know. And he highlight real of Emerson's about goals at Sunderland and yeah. things like that. Like, he could really, really hit a ball. Um, so it's a shame with the attitude, though, isn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. But again, it's I don't know. It was different. So when we signed Emerson, he was Portuguese Player of the Year. So he's the best player in that league. Yeah. Imagine saying to Borough fan, we're going to sign the best player of Portuguese, Portuguese league. Now they'll laugh at you. Yeah, I'm Brazilian player of the year with Janine. Yeah, yeah I know. It's, it's crazy to think of it then. Um, but Emerson was absolutely brilliant. If we'd have had him under, say, Steve McLaren, for example, mm-hmm. we'd be talking about him as one of the great at Middlesbrough Football Club. I really do think so. Um, pairing him, um, one of my favourite all time players of the football, not just at Middlesbrough, Paul Ince. Fair enough. So, not captain of the captain of the club as well I was uh, in regards to his midfield I was torn between Paul Ince and Robbie Musto okay. <coughs> but Paul Ince is my favourite player in that position yeah. for Middlesbrough um, he brought goals he brought steel um, our midfield was relatively weak we had uh, we had an agent central midfield when Paul Ince was signed ok Paul Ince wasn't younger so we signed but he's still starting for England at the time we got him for £1 million from Liverpool I, mean, I remember I, I think I, I, was 99, so I was 14 I was at a wedding, he had a Borough shirt on, because that's what 14 year olds yeah. do at wedding. And this scout said, Oh, Incy, great signing for you, mate. They were gutted <laughs> to lose him, absolutely gutted. And he was great for us for a few years, Paul Ince. I was, I was disappointed to see him leave. Uh, he got the captaincy the year after, so Andy Townsend was club captain at the time, mm-hmm. but his legs were going, Ian Madison's yeah. legs were going. Uh, Paul Ince came at the right time, really, really good for us. I enjoyed seeing him, I was, I was bullet to see him come Millsbury. Um, so me three behind the centre forward uh, is my favourite all time player for Millsbury Football Club, yeah. and that's uh, Craig Ignat. Okay. Um, so it was in the, oh, the right hand side, right-hand yeah. Side, yeah. So Craig Ignat for me, um, he was my first Borough player. I kind of fell in love with. Uh, you could see he had, he's the type of player we'd kill for. Now he had creativity and goals and graft, mm-hmm. so he'd fit in the Tony Pulis side easily, and. When he went 98 to Aberdeen, I thought, again, he took there with Mark Schwartz, one of the worst bits of business we ever done. I, I think it was more off the field than on the field for Craig Ringler, to be honest, because mm. he still came and played in Premier League for Blackburn yeah. and, and done really well there. But yeah, he, he's still around the area, still loves the area. Any time I've spoken since, it's just an absolute honour to speak to him. And yeah, he's, he'll always be my favourite footballer. He's the first Borough player I kind of fell in love with, to be yeah. honest. Uh, on the left hand side, Stuart Downing. Okay. Well, actually, I. You know what? 
a lot of people like mention Stewie Downing like now you would just respect him even more like he's, he's pretty much done everything a borough lad just dreams of as a footballer of course he has of course he has he's, um, he's the most capped Englishman I think for whilst playing at Middlesbrough mm-hmm. um, he's he's won trophies he's been successful at every club he's been at he was at um, in fact well Liverpool I thought he was massively unlucky and really got mm. thrown under the bus there to be honest because he was laying chance after chance on um, Andy Carroll there but obviously he's, he's hopeless um, but no Stuart Down has done a lot for this football club he gets a lot of stick because he's not the strongest in the tackle he's not there to tackle he's, he's there to create chances and he creates chances he puts a ball in the box all day every day he never seems to I don't know you, people all say about off, off field trouble and stuff like that yeah. but he's there he still wants to beat this football club he loves this football club and I just remember one of the early games Stuart Down and uh, we played Fulham at home on a Tuesday night uh, he was only about 19 year old at the time we just got he was on loan at Sunderland we called him back because he had some injuries it was the 2004 mm-hmm. season it was and he was unbelievable that day absolutely I thought what a talent we have here what an absolute talent and he, he proved right he's been absolutely brilliant for Middlesbrough in his two spells and hopefully he'll be remembered fondly by Borough fans Um in between them two, the obvious one of Janino. Yeah, it's standard, isn't it? Yeah, I, I don't think you'll meet any any Middlesbrough fan who won't have Janino there. One to eleven of, of our of my era. Do put him in. Yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. If you've seen Janino play for Middlesbrough, any of his three spells, his second spell wasn't as good. But again, it's there's a common theme here. There's players that have been let go that shouldn't have and. The Janino one when he when we let him go to Celtic, like oh Janino wanted to do at Middlesbrough because he loved this club, absolutely loved it. He wanted to win a trophy and play in Europe. He won us a trophy two thousand four. As soon as like we had the European campaign coming up, got rid of him. <laughs> Sent him to Celtic. Oh. Uh, it's, it's what, what cool. actually happened there? Obviously, I was certainly not really so, in the know. To know what happened? So I remember the, I remember watching the final and then when he went to Celtic, I was just a bit baffled. And I was like, as a lot of Borough fans were, a, a lot of Borough fans were. There was like. Uh, I remember we had a pre-season friendly that year and a lot of Borough fans turned up in Celtic shirts <laughs> just to kind of show solidarity with Janino or what have you um, it, it just the simple thing is McLaren got it right to be fair because we had, we had our best ever Premier League season following is he wanted to play four midfield he wanted to be really really strong so Ray Parler came in and Ray Parler done a good job for a year or two at Middlesbrough um, but I would have liked to see Janino play some games in Europe yeah. sometimes we're lacking a bit of creativity um, but he did go heavy on the centre forwards McLaren that year and Janino oh, yeah. used to play behind the centre forward for us at, at, um, during that season so he played behind David Job or Macaroni or something like that so we had a change of shape and Janino didn't really fit into the plans we were yeah. going 4-4-2 and Janino then wasn't a 4-4-2 player and probably wouldn't be now uh, centre forward Mark Viduka. Yeah, we haven't been blessed with centre forwards we've had some good ones um, overall footballer um, goals and whatnot. Mark Viduk has been the best I've seen uh, I think Honourable me- mentioned Hamilton Rickard mm. all time Premier League goal scorer for Middlesbrough still, still, yeah. he had two superb seasons 98-99-99-2000 uh, uh, um, he had a career based on ripping Saul Campbell apart he was one of the best centre, centre backs in the, in the league at the time um, and he, he scored some brilliant goals Rickard he really did but Mark Viduk tips him for me um, there was a couple of centre forwards ahead of Ricard for me to be honest but an honourable mention for him yeah, the dude was just who's class didn't he absolutely who's class um, it would have been nice to keep him but money talks doesn't it oh, yeah. you're only in the game for a certain period of time and Newcastle going off the double your money you're going to go to Newcastle aren't you oh, yeah. regardless exactly. of the rivals not. He, he, he wasn't fond of Middlesbrough he wasn't from Middlesbrough so why wouldn't you say well the rivals man, I'm going to double your money well yeah where do I sign what are you going to do yeah. You're gonna sign, aren't you? Of course you are. Uh, it's like when Z, uh, not um, let's call it left. Liverpool just won the Champions League. He was on a one-year contract at Borough. He doesn't owe anything. Hmm. He goes, but I remember we played Liverpool first game of the season uh, after that, and, Z, and Zenden stand like announced his name. Um, Mark Page announced his name. He starts clapping. What stadium boos him? <laughs> He's just been out playing the season. He dickheads. <laughs> okay, he went to Liverpool, but if you're not from Middlesbrough, what would you do? Okay, I'm a Dutch international and played at Middlesbrough but the, the Champions of Europe are just uh, I'm, I'm out of contract Champions of Europe will pay me more money to play the Champions go. League what would you do? Oh you go of course you would 100% you go Borough fans don't see that though do they? Right. so that's me 1-11 yeah, yeah 1-11 Th- 3 subs and your gaffer 3 subs uh, so Mendieta yeah unbelievable um, yeah Mendieta it's um, I think I felt 
unfortunate for Medi at the time because his best game for Middlesbrough was when we won something a bit different. We went four, like we played like three across the back, we went like a three five mm-hmm. two, and he played on the right hand side midfield three. Mendy had ran that show against Manchester United. Yeah, yeah, that's he had, one, yeah. One, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was brilliant that day. Um, when we asked him to play as a winger in the Premier League, it was difficult for him as a winger because he was never blessed with play, pace. But he could pick a pass. He could see something at Nova Footballer. Couldn't pitch at the time. Brilliant, brilliant footballer. And the, that was a crazy signing act because we were like flirting with relegation every year. And mm. suddenly, see on Sky Sports News, Mendieta just went to Lazio for thirty million pounds, landed at Teesside Airport. It's like, eh, what's going on here? It's like it's back to, back to the Brian Robson days. This so it was hell of a coup for Steve McLaren oh, there. Yeah, he had a great squad then. Uh, another Steve McLaren signing, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Yeah. Love Jimmy. Wore his heart in the sleeve for this football club. He had no affiliations. He didn't didn't know us anything. But okay, did he spit his dummy out from time to time? He did, but it's because he wanted to win. He's an absolute winger. Mm. Like, he, all he wanted to do was win football matches and score goals. And he done that. I feel sorry he never won a trophy, uh, like a ma- major trophy, apart from at Boa Vista. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he thought the UEFA Cup final was his last chance of yeah. to do that. And again, we let him go um, because we had Jason Yule lined up. So of course, what, you, what you're going to do is we're going to send Jimmy Floyd Asselbank back to Charlton. We're going to get Jason Yule in return. There's, there's no comparison, really. Absolutely Jason not, Yule's mate. Yeah, football. yeah. So that's what we were going to do, and that's what we've done. So yeah, Jimmy went after two years, but no. Nah, if you're looking at someone who performs at Middlesbrough, Jimmy Floyd Asselbank was absolutely brilliant. If if, if we'd have had him for Duke for a couple of more years, we wouldn't have struggled as we did under Southgate. I really don't think mm-hmm. so. And one which might turn a few Borough fans, but I, I, this isn't based on emotions, it's based on purely footballing ability while mm-hmm. at our football club. Uh, the other substitute was Christian Zieger. 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 So I was close to putting him at left back purely because that season he had in 1990 2000. Unreal. Unreal. Free kicks, assists, goals from left back. Oh, yeah. Or right ball. back, or wherever, he, wherever the baller. fuck he wanted to play. To be honest, like it was, it's Brian Robson, masterstroke that. The one get this game at AC Milan, gone for like five million pounds. Some of daft like that came, ripped it apart, absolutely ripped the league apart, and he was brilliant at Borough, superb. It's just a shame how it ended. Yeah, shame how it ended. Uh, my manager, an obvious one for me, Steve McLaren. Yeah. Um, no other managers any relative success that comes close to what Steve McLaren achieved for this football club. We were close to going down the season previous. He made us solid. We never really looked like getting relegated apart from one season maybe. Um, he quickly realised we were a cup team and we had a few cup runs. Mm-hmm. Um, in the 2006 season, we got the League Cup quarter-final, yep. got beat by Blackburn, got the FA Cup semi-final, got beat by West Ham, and we for cup final all in one season. Not bad. Our highest ever Premier League finished. Our first ever cup run, two years in Europe. No one can come close to that. Yeah, when, no you, when you put it that way, it's just like it's no levels, brain, really. levels in it. Yeah. Um, it, we put a poll before. It was just saying, um, who's your favourite manager? And I'm assuming you've probably picked McLaren in, yeah. in that poll. But one of the polls that we put together was, um, who do you prefer, I or Karanga or uh, Brian Robson? Because they were equal. They were spitting. It was like Bruce Rioch was like top with, um, McLaren like quite comfortably, but, um. I Okaranga and uh, Brian Robson. Robson were together. Who would you prefer on that list? Brian Robson. Yeah? yeah, just for the memories. Um, two promotions. Two promotions. Yeah. Yeah, two promotions. Uh, could Karanga maybe got us two promotions? We'll never know. Mm. Um, I think. Do you know what? I was at the anniversary dinner uh, on Friday night, and all the players still call him Gaffer. Uh, Robbo. Yeah. So I got a lot of respect for him. I don't think Karanga could say that about his dressing room. Yeah. No, so I agree. I think that may be the difference. Brian Robson, Karanka didn't take us to a different level per se because we've been there before. Mm. Middlesbrough were a small time club getting played in front of 10, 15,000 every week. Brian Robson came there, got first million pound signing, had the likes of Yanaga Fjord signing in the first division, stuff like that. Won that league comfortably that year. He took us to a place we'd never been before. Um, Karanka got us promoted after seven years, was it we had in the seven, eight years? Yep. So, yeah. That was a hell of an achievement because we were down there for a long, long time. We were, we were a championship club now. There's no no two ways about that. But Brian Robson for me. No, fair enough. So that wraps everything up. Unless anyone else has anything else to, to say. What about you, Benny, which one for you? Benny, yeah, which one for you? Uh, I think it's hard to say um, for me because it, it kind of came down to obviously when I was doing my team and that as well. And as much as I know um, all about the seasons of, of Brian Robson, I, I just... I didn't witness it with my own eyes, so it's hard to say. I, I obviously went with Karanka as my manager of the the team, but um, I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
I don't know. But, I, I, it's hard to say because I, I know how good Brian Robson was, and I, I know the the style we played and stuff like that, and the entertainment that we had. It was just the thing yeah. is, we we came in towards Robson where it was starting to go a bit pear shaped. And well, I remember, I, to yeah, I remember yeah. like his last season. He got like the all the players came up to do like, like a lap of honor, and everyone just booed the yeah, hell out of Robbo. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a shame, Matt. And he was like, probably looking back now, you think it's a, it's a bit harsh. It's a sad way for when, like, yeah. Um, uh, I think obviously with me, uh, my my first game, I think was in uh, when I looked back at my tickets, it was either two thousand one, two thousand two, was it FA Cup match against United, but I don't actually remember who would have been in charge McLaren. then was it, was it McLaren yeah there? that was a Saturday yeah. didn't um, kick off mm-hmm. Andy yeah. Campbell scored yeah and that Campbell. was it yeah, yeah. so um, but yeah so the first match I went to was McLaren so I've only ever had like sort of McLaren you know Southgate Stratton Karanka Mowbray <laughs> yeah. that's, that's all I've had really so it's uh, put it that way the first uh, season I got a season ticket was the year after the cup so I went to the cup win mm. and I got a season ticket the year after for our best Premier League finish and see that you know you'd have to be hooked off a seven place finish you know what I mean I thought I thought we were the shit then you know what I mean the next season yeah. I went into it I was like we were playing we were playing teams who were sort of around getting that sort of six and seven place finish like it was like Villa and Bolton I was like oh, we should, we'll dick these yeah. and we'll get beat and mm. I'd be like you know, I'm sort of 12 years old and thinking, why are we getting, why are we now 15th in the league? Yeah. I, I, my first season was seven, so I thought we were like world beaters, and right. it turns out would do. we weren't. <laughs> you're not going to progress when you sell Jimmy Floyd and bring in like a Mead or something like that. Yeah. You're yeah. never going to progress. But that's a wrap, uh, Jimmy. Thanks for for thanks joining man. us. Thanks no for letting us use Mabel uh, to record this podcast. Elliot, I don't promise I won't take the piss anymore about Rudy Gestead. Um But this no is the Borough Breakdown podcast. I'm Johnny Bullock. Thank you very much for listening. Fleming for Craig Hignett. Hit it, Higgy. Higgy hits the track. Abanelli coming alive again. Janino wants the ball played to him. Abanelli spots out. Emerson!